I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Now I know we usually start off these episodes with a question, but this is this is more of a statement. Um, I'm going to state my boundaries. Um, I do what I want when I want. <laughs> Dig it or fuck Dig off. Dig it or fuck off. <laughs> Why is China not a gay icon? I don't I understand don't it. No, I mean she's pretty. She's terrific. She's pretty fantastic, and she goes for that D and D for Dracula and Dick. <laughs> And Dracula's son. <laughs> that Dracula dick. <laughs> Dracula's son, played by Christopher Bradley, who's also from The Initiation. Mm, yeah, true, true. It's all, all connected. It's always connected. Oh, boy. Yeah. Waxwork is a, a delightful film um, filled with nuance and cartoony characters. <laughs> cartoony characters. And, uh... <laughs> Everyone's a cartoon. This is a live-action Looney Tune. Oh, it is. Camp. It is. I mean, but I mean... And by the end of it, it just descends into this madness and uh, <laughs> backstories and giant <laughs> battlefields. With uh, it's it's just it, there's just there's a lot. Uh, it's an awful lot. It's a lot, but uh, it's a good time, and that's it all that sure matters. Is. That's all that matters. As the poster said, I believe it's it's more fun than a a, a barrel of mummies or something. Mm, I think. Which it is. I, that that like, stands. Okay. Mm-hmm. that was not false advertising <laughs> it is definitely more fun than that i mean they kind of undersold the film a bit um, yeah you know maybe uh, you know what's about my... as fun as a barrel of mommies halloween ends <laughs> are we gonna talk about that <laughs> i mean i guess we have to right it's uh, part of our job description people tune in yes. to hear us talk about this stuff they're here for the uh, hot scoops yeah uh, I, like you literally just saw it right and I, I watched it last night on the peacock yeah let me think i got out of it maybe about three hours ago yeah okay. it's, uh, yeah i didn't completely hate it there's some stuff i liked we'll talk about it but you know it, it's yeah. it's an experience it was not what i expected um i don't think it's what anyone expected to be honest i don't I mean, I, if you if someone said they expected like, this going into this movie like i <laughs> do not fucking believe them at all i'm pretty sure the creators didn't even expect it they were just like we're gonna we we we, we we've got four main sets let's just uh see see what happens we'll just yeah. make up some stuff as we go along it'll yeah. be fun it'll be after cool. halloween kills i was like okay he's not really going for any sort of actual trilogy here you know where we're gonna yeah. develop the characters in the second one and then they're gonna get some kind of resolution in the third one it's mm-hmm. gonna be focused on them the whole time and i'm like okay yeah. that's not really what you're doing here at least i kind of knew that going into this movie right. uh but it was still like not what i was expecting at all it, no. it's it was it just it's a different movie put into what i was expecting to see i don't know i don't it's like they, they right. took chris they took christine they took freddy's revenge they took friday the 13 part five they took like Oh, yeah. I don't know all those like eighties uh, boy becomes possessed or has mental issues mm-hmm. problems and shoved this new character who we've never met before. I mean, no, would have been nice uh-uh. to like introduce him a little bit in the next the previous film. But what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. He's you know arguably the main character in this. I mean, they are they are True. still there. Like you know, Laurie is still around, and mm-hmm. uh, but I, I feel like she was only on set for like a couple weeks or something because she's just not in much of this movie the actual like the actual confrontation between her michael was you know that was okay at the end uh felt a little bit of an afterthought by the time we finally got there but it was it was kind of a fun little battle in the kitchen there i like that they made him crowd surf at the end that was yes they're just like let's pass him let's pass him all the way Mm -hmm. to the, the little chipper thing yeah you know which was which was it's a it's a good way to kill him off yeah, I mean, so, the, the, the fire doesn't seem to work, so <laughs> you no. got to try everything. <laughs> he's too clever for the decapitation, so he always sw- switches the bodies, you know. Yeah, so he this just, is he's true. Gotta... It's got to be the wood chipper, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I did like, uh, I like where we find Laurie at the beginning of the movie. I thought mm-hmm. she was very likable in the first part of the film, and probably the best version that they've had of her since h2o especially in this tri- trilogy um but after what she's been through why is she okay why is she crazier in 2018 
when she was attacked once, only a few people died, and they arrested the guy. He's been away for 40 years. No incidents have happened since. And yet in this movie, she's better adjusted after her daughter's been killed a few years before, and it's basically proven that Michael Myers is some sort of supernatural being who survived and is just out in the woods somewhere, possibly waiting to strike again. Like, I'd be a freaking wreck. Like, Laurie 2018 would make sense now, not yeah. then. Like, they, sh- I think they maybe could have switched them, you know? It's, yeah, I agree with that. I, Odd. It's like, if, if you can somehow ignore the previous two movies, then yeah. maybe this <laughs> yeah. one kind of works. Uh, but yeah. you have to do a lot of mental logistics because they reference things from the previous films. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, I, I my, my biggest issue is, isn't even so much that they went a different route it was just that like it feels like they went a different route at the expense of laurie and what's her face allison who to be fair was like never really developed like at all period (laughs) but in this it's like all she does is like pine after this dude like that's her whole plot point like there's her whole story it's just like like they they bring him in and immediately doesn't even know his name yet and she's like oh dreamy i'm I'm like you are so thirsty allison calm down have some water girl and laurie's like trying to set him up with her or something she's like a matchmaker (laughs) it's like who is this weird like dolly levi Laurie that's like I've got a match for you so yeah I met this Harry Potter looking motherfucker on the street and I think he'd (laughs) be great for you it's so random it's It's like but I don't know it's uh, there's so much going on in this movie that I I almost feel like I need to see it again because I just don't it was such an assault to the system of so many things at once that I wasn't expecting. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to make of this. Like there's some, there's some good stuff here. Um, one thing that kind of bothered me is that, you know, there's like the other two, there's not really any suspense or tension because the characters that are really under attack in this are all assholes. It's like people we kind of hope are going to get killed. So it's like, Mm -hmm. eh, like I don't really miss them much. It, It, I have I've heard several people comparing this to Christine and having just re- revisited that movie a couple weeks ago I would say that's a fairly good comparison I mean even yeah. the fact that he goes off and kills these bullies which is exactly what mm-hmm. he does in Christine and they right. they sort of set this motorcycle up to be like something even though it's just a regular motorcycle but it still like has that sort of vibe that Christine mm-hmm. had um but mixed also but again i think there's like some freddy's revenge in here too because it's like it's almost like he's being possessed by michael or something right uh which they don't really explain mike michael like what is michael in this movie like what is michael like i, I just is, is he a figment well, of their imagination is he actually there is he like is like, it seems like he's there at the yeah. end but if you were listening in halloween <laughs> kills if you were really listening you would know that Laurie said he had transcended, okay? Ah, ah, I see, I see. <laughs> so now he's like Dollar Tree Pennywise in the sewer, just like luring people down there and possessing them and making the whole town like go apeshit and turn them into bullies and kill themselves. It's a, it's very strange. That's actually, a, um, that's a good comparison. It is kind of yeah. um, Pennywise there. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like the, the, the town of Dit. Derry is now Derry, Haddonfield, yeah. and then, yeah. but then there's also the Christine stuff, like you said. And then there's like a bit of like Twilight esque kind of you know romance CW drama, and then yeah, yeah, and and then there's Corey's mother, who's in a completely different movie <laughs> that seems delightful. I don't know what she's in, but I want more yeah. of it because yeah. well, I read somewhere where David Gordon Green said that the films that ins- inspired him with this one were cr- Christine. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Obviously. Um, and then I'm trying to remember the other one. I think it was like um uh like My Bodyguard, which kind of makes sense. And mm-hmm. then the other was Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. And I was like, huh? What? <laughs> that's where that character I, comes from. I guess that's where the character came from. Like this yeah. weird incestuous love hate relation. I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. She's in like three scenes and she, quite the character. It's I, I just can't imagine like what was going through his head for this. Like I just like I, I can't I, either. I, 
I it's feel fascinating. like <laughs> I, the only thing I can figure is that maybe he was like, okay, I feel like I've done everything I can do with Lori um, at this point. And other than like mm-hmm. having her do one final confrontation with, um, right. You know, him at the end and, and or maybe J- Jamie Lee Curtis was literally like, I don't want to be in much of this movie. Like I'll be in like yeah. a few scenes or something. And so then he had mm-hmm. to create something to sort of work around that. But to me, it's like, what would have been more interesting given that they give Allison nothing to do in this movie, make her the one who becomes like insane and like possessed and something. And then like have that some sort of confrontation with um, her grandma at the end or something. But it's like, they didn't want to do that. So instead they created this new character who just, Mm -hmm. he just, he just comes out of nowhere. You know, it's not that he's like a bad character and I like the performance of, um, I thought so too. Rowan Campbell or whatever, but it was just like, it just feels so whiplash. Like, who who are you? Yeah. What, 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 what are you doing here? Like, why are you taking up so much of the story? What's happening? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. and yet, like you said, it's it's not necessarily bad material. I mean, there, no. there's there's still a, a few pieces of dialogue here and there that are a little cringy. Like yeah. in the last two, uh, usually when like they're trying to say something really profound, it just comes across as like, who talks like that? Um, yeah, yeah. And then it's, it's better I, than it was from the previous yeah. one. That's oh, for sure. ab- yeah. absolutely. There's no evil dies tonight for one thing. No, no. But then, like every now and then, there is a line like, "If if I can't have her, no one can." Yeah, that was I'm like, stupid. Okay, was stupid. no one in the world has ever really said that, but everybody right. in the world on film has at some point like did we need to have that line particularly it's just sort of like yeah that was kind of fucking weird. Know, it's, it's like picky, you, but... you spend so much time on this character and then he's just like you know what fuck it and then just kills himself basically and i, I don't <laughs> I, what was that like i don't know that was a little bit much i guess to like frame her it, i did like the scene where he kills himself and then Allison walks in and Laurie has the knife. It was very like happy birthday to me. Like, oh shit! Like, what's she gonna think? And yeah, but then they just yeah. dis- dis- discard that. It's like she leaves for three seconds and then is like, oh, I should probably go help my grandmother. You know, mm-hmm. just comes back. It's like they're, you know, the characters sometimes make sense and then sometimes in the next scene, sometimes in the same scene, they don't make sense. So yeah. it's like this weird constant whiplash of like wait this is really good wait what was that oh, that's a weird choice oh that's a good choice that one was in the middle what's the, it's it's it just goes up and down and back and forth and you're like yeah. well, where am i what's happening who am i here yeah it's it, yeah I, I, this would <laughs> it's fascinating though like of the three this is probably the one that i would rewatch more yeah likely um definitely and uh i guess that is something in its in its yeah. defense um i just i it's just, it frustrates me to no end, like how this movie was marketed and sold. And not just this movie, but all three of these movies were marketed as, as being this sort of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis centered H2O style trilogy that's going to be focused mm-hmm. on her and her getting revenge. And uh, finally, I guess having multiple battles with Michael. I don't know how they're going to stretch right. it out for that long. And like, it just was not that, which is on the one hand, okay, but it's just like, I why did they market it that way? I know I, for money. Right. I mean, I know that's why they marked it of that course. way. Like the poster is just her and Michael on it, even though they're really like not even that big, big parts of this film. Like it's like more about, um, you know, what's his face here, Corey. And um, to some degree, Allison, which doesn't really do much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we do get a conversation finally at the very end, but it just, I don't know. It just feels almost tacked on by that point. And yeah. And, and like, why, why is she still living in Haddonfield? Like if she's going to like restart her life over, oh. like you think you would like move somewhere that's like not, in this area where she knows Michael is still like around and she doesn't seem to want to fight him anymore. It's I, I don't, I don't maybe. know. So many questions. So many questions. It's kind of teased at the end that they might be going to Japan. So maybe the next time it can be Michael versus the grudge. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We'll make that work. I feel like this movie would have been a decent fourth movie. Like once they yeah. wrapped up yeah. all the Laurie stuff, like they could have done something like this where it shows like mm-hmm. the effects that Michael still has on this town, even though he is apparently dead, you know, that they has right. been chopping the wood, you know, whichever you because then it could have been like a full out Freddy's revenge type thing where like this guy is being possessed or whatever and like doing all these things on Michael's behalf. And you don't know if he's actually possessed or if it's just, you know, uh, him having mental issues. And like they try to add that into this movie, but it just feels like at the expense of other things to me right. and it's 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 just too much too much packed into this yeah movie it's trying yeah. to do a lot um yeah. but it, it can't do everything that it wants to do successfully and uh but there's so many little glimpses you know there's a scene with 
Laurie and um the 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 cop. I always for, forget his name. Oh, he's yeah, played me by too. Will yeah. Patton. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're in this supermarket, and it's this really sweet kind of naturalistic scene between them, and it's yeah. probably her best moment in the whole trilogy. Right. And then there's a scene right after that where this this sister of one of the victims and kills who actually survived don't mm. don't know how, but you know, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. And she's like, "You did 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 this, and you're a monster and stuff." And I really like that kind of stuff. I was. Actually, this movie feels more like what I thought a David Gordon Green Halloween was going to feel in 2018. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of kind of just sort of character drama and less sort of sl- slashing. Yeah. And it's it's kind of strange that I feel like this was probably the one he might have actually wanted to make from the get go. But Blumhouse might 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 have been like, no, let's let's make this one a real crowd please 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 or first, and then you can do your weird experience experimental character drama at at the end if this one makes money it's kind of what i feel like might have been the case because i feel like i just feel like he doesn't really know how to write women characters particularly well because he he writes these (laughs) this this new character fairly well and he actually gets quite a bit of you know uh development and things like that and Mm -hmm. um but again the um uh i can't remember her name the granddaughter i just said it uh Allison. Allison. Like, she, she just gets like nothing. She's nothing in this yeah. movie to me. I, and I, I pretty much, I, I don't, I don't know. It's like, it, he, he, he knows how to do humanistic stuff, but it's, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it just seems a little selective to me, I, I guess. I don't know. Um, I think also some, some guys really just, they don't, they think that you have to be a woman to write a woman and what they i think what they're forgetting is that everyone's a human being and we all have much more in common than we think so just write a part for a man and change the name yeah i mean this is why i think this franchise if they're going to reboot it again needs like women writers or just just something if if you're going to do it like a a multi-film storyline based on women it needs to be from a woman, I, th- I think from a female perspective, or at least from a gay man who like has some yeah. feminine side to him, like Kevin Williams, it did. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but this is just like, he gave up and was basically like, okay, I'm just going to do something that, like you said, I think he wanted, maybe wanted to do more from the beginning. And like, I get that, but it just feels so like, ah, you're giving up on this like thing. I, I, again, maybe he just realized he couldn't, he couldn't write these female characters and in, in any way. And he didn't really know what to do with them at all. So it was like, let's, yeah. let's go a different route. Um, but then he still felt obligated to like do a big showdown at the end because that's what everybody is expecting. And that's what the movie's called is Halloween ends. And uh, everyone wanted to see some giant Lori Michael confrontation, which, you know, we do get it's um, right. decent. Um, but it just, mm-hmm. again, by the time you get there, like it just, I don't know just feels like a little bit of an afterthought compared to everything else that's going on in the movie. It does. Um, yeah. It's, it, but... it, it's strange to me that each movie in this trilogy has a very different vibe. Like yeah. the first one is very, very safe and kind of bland and predictable. Um, the second one is just this weird balls to walls, no plot, campy, goofy slasher with just, it's just wall to wall kills with no yeah. st- structure. And then this one's like this weird character drama it's yeah. kind of surreal and sort of arty at times and yeah. it's like yeah. it's there it, it's almost like he he was like okay if if i make three of these things clearly there will be one for everybody someone's gonna have a favorite you know some yeah. people are gonna like the the kills more because it's more extreme some are gonna like 28 18 and some are gonna like this one more so maybe he, they were all just kind of trying to cover their bait bases and you know I, I, it's possible it just so it just strange. as a cohesive like quote-unquote oh, trilogy no. which is what they you know sold it as it just doesn't yeah. work like you know it's like no it, i think if he if he had from the beginning been like and i don't think he would ever do this because the studio would never let him but if he, he would have mm-hmm. been like okay i just want to make like three movies and i want to like you said like basically just experiment and do my own sort of thing with these movies like yeah i think the expectations wouldn't have been there as much that there would be some mm-hmm. sort of cohesion between these tonally and um structurally and where the focus is on each of these characters um i think it would have been a little bit more like the thorn trilogy where it's like right there was there was less of an expectation there i mean people still hated uh some of those movies but like oh yeah i don't know it was it, it this was this is like the first horror um franchise i can think of where they 
they they they greenlit three movies and were like mm-hmm. this this is going to be like some sort of cohesive storyline here usually it's one yeah. movie at a time and it usually passes mm-hmm. hands from different creative people and right. you never know where what direction it's going to go and so i in that regard i think it was an interesting experiment but um mm-hmm. i don't know i think the closest thing to an actual trilogy we still have in the horror well there's a couple i guess i mean there's the evil dead trilogy i mean that's still a little mm-hmm. all over the place scream is probably the closest thing i guess uh, I, right I, I mean uh i mean three is a little weird but it does try to like be like wrap things up ish in a way it like, does I yeah i don't know weird just, yeah, just uh, weird times we'll, we'll see what direction they go the next yeah. yeah i i i i i but like like i've said i think this is the best one of the three easily yeah. but i mean yeah. that's not saying a lot i guess but it's yeah, you know it, it has some cool stuff. I, I'm I'm sort of like fascinated by this whole like lore about Haddonfield and evil and like was Michael Myers possessed by this this mythical evil and now it's transferred to someone else and it might transfer to someone else. Like is that like this thing that like just switches bodies? It's 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 interesting, but I don't really know what they were trying to say with it. You know, and Michael is just a totally different being in all three of these movies too which is also mm-hmm. makes it very hard to put my finger on it. like the first one he's kind of just a normal dude he's pretty strong but he's not like rob zombie level michael right. and then the second one he's a fucking armored tank and like you know <laughs> yeah. any it takes the whole fucking town to bring him down and they still don't manage <laughs> yeah. to do it and then this one i mean he's just this like like you said more of a force like almost pennywise type thing and but then at mm-hmm. the end he's like a normal human again and laurie's able to kill him and, and it's just like right I, I, I I don't know. It's it it. Uh, I I give them credit for like not over explaining him, I guess. But at the same time, it's like you, you kind of have to pick a lane at some point too. Of like, mm-hmm. okay, what 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 is this thing? Is he is he a human? Yeah. Is he a supernatural creature? Is he just this uh, force lurking in the background? I don't. I did. Uh, yeah. And really at one point decides. they like. Uh, I don't know. Maybe 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 I'm just remembering this wrong. But they almost seem to imply that like. He, he he might be like different people in this like there's that old guy who's hanging around the sewer and he's like i'm michael myers i think he's just crazy but like oh yeah yeah and so maybe i mean maybe that could be a possibility too that like the, the force is taking over people and having them put on the mask and it's just different people i don't know um we we do yeah. see her take the, the mask off michael at the end but like mm-hmm. we don't really get a good look at the face or anything we never really do no yeah um it's 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 a lot of interesting stuff in here and yeah. it, it will probably be discussed for for years and years and years yeah yeah marinate a bit like a nice stew yes it's a it's a fucking movie i mean that's the at the end of the day uh you know yeah. um <clears throat> i didn't really like curse of michael myers at first either and now i like kind of love it so it yeah, is what I it just, is i i kind of just uh th- there hasn't been one that i've just you know, well, I didn't like 2018 at all, but um, even kills, I found some fun in that, I suppose. You know, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, it's the I, I'm just not as invested. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like I know some people like the fact that like each one of these movies has been different, and it's like, oh, we're mm-hmm. trying a different thing, but it, it just gives me whiplash. Like I, I just, yeah. I don't, I don't know where anything is ever going, and. Uh, I thought that was going to be better because I thought they were going to be planning this out as opposed to all the other trilogy, all the other um, franchises and stuff where they mm-hmm. aren't aren't planned and you never know where they're right. going. And sometimes you get something kind of interesting and then it's completely different beyond. But this one, it's like there was supposed to be some cohesion throughout and there just there just wasn't like it's just no, it just ended up being this collection of three movies that if you want to call it a trilogy, okay. I mean, I guess, but it is what it is. But um, yeah, I mean, but uh, I suppose they well, take place in chronological order. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Lori is but... there. I mean, she's present <laughs> for them. I guess uh, she's different in every movie. But yeah, okay. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, did we talk about oh Kyle Richards? You know, we talked about before. I don't think we mentioned him, and she's she's just like tarot reader and bartender maybe bartender in this you said like maybe she's not i don't well i don't really think she works at that bar okay. i think she's yeah. confused i don't think yeah. she um maybe she does but she didn't seem to work there in the last one i think it's the same bar right that they were in I where they were all like so. doing the, the toast and, and stuff st- yeah like i, I so. survived michael myers here's a flashback yeah. to prove it yeah um it has and, been four years uh, so maybe she got a job 
since then there. But Maybe she did. Maybe she was like, I like drinking so much. I'm just going to, I'm going to work, work here, here now. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Maybe. quite St. Paul pork prop products, but you got to get your start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows like how great of an actress she really is. I know she's on, you know, the real housewives or whatever, but that's like playing herself. So I don't know. Maybe right. they just didn't want to like give, give her too much, but at the same time, like it would have been nice to see her do more. But yeah, I mean, she I, doesn't even show up at the end. Like they could have at no. least stuck her in the end just to like wave as they're sticking him in the chipper, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Tommy died in the last this one, is right? For Tommy. <laughs> I yeah, I can't, even, can't remember. even remember. Yeah, I, I think he, I think. If <laughs> because I, his character was terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he died. I mean, I think it, he died. It was shot in like a weird kind of abstract way where there, there was like blood splatterage and it seemed yeah. like he died but yeah he, like i was half expecting him to like turn up in this one just because it's mm-hmm. like well, why the hell not um yeah but no he never came back so i guess he's dead i yeah, suppose i, I, I assume he's officially mm-hmm. dead hmm. Hmm. interesting he did die that night he did yes mm. uh did you briefly watch the um new child's play Chuckling I have episode. not seen it yet. No, oh, okay. I have not. About it it's I fun. Not. It's really good. I'm excited. It's really good. Chucky, fun. What? Who the I funk know. it? <laughs> Next, you're going to say there's queer content on this show. <laughs> I'm going to have to boycott it with my one million moms. It's <laughs> it's the one franchise that like has actually just gone balls to the wall camp like during the <laughs> pandemic. Every other franchise was like, you know what, we need to get like more serious and like yeah. really focus in on the trauma and everything of this. And Chucky yeah. was like, you know, fuck that. Just like yeah. camp it up. Yeah. It's like we've all got trauma. Let's have some fun yeah. with it. Let's fun have a good time. With trauma. I like it. Fun with trauma. <laughs> I um, did watch the uh the newest Queer for Fear though. Oh um, yeah, that well that just came out today. Yes. I have not a chance. Well, it was it somehow popped up on my uh streaming thingy uh last night about okay. Okay. midnight. I had just finished watching Waxwork and I was like, I wonder what I can watch to go to sleep to. Mm-hmm. And here was Queer for Fear, episode three. Yeah. And it was quite delightful. It it's Good. all about like werewolves and monsters and stuff. Um, usually not my favorite of the subgenres, but they the the way they were discussing it was really really interesting. This is a fantastic show. I'm really enjoying it. Well, there we go. There we go. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that content, Shutter. Thank <laughs> you. You can. I mean, the, the thing with these monsters is like you you can do so much with them. It's just people get into the habit of like wanting to do the same thing over and over again, and that mm-hmm. starts to get really fucking boring. You know, it's same with werewolves right. and vampires and you know whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about like when we did like the hunger. Like vampires, at the end of the day, they're just these immortal beings that can like be anything. But people just yeah. aren't willing to think outside the box too much. So you get a lot of mm-hmm. movies that are like the same thing basically over and over and over again. And that's yeah, I think that is detrimental to what could be a pretty interesting thing i mean we're we're we've all wondered like what it'd be like to live forever and um Mm -hmm. as human beings and um the kind of the cost that that comes along with that but uh and a a vampire and werewolves a lot of times are used as like a metaphor for uh like burgeoning sexuality and things like that Mm -hmm. which is you know kind of interesting too um but it's yeah yeah it's uh oh they talk about pod people too I love the, a pod the body person. snatchers and all and you know the the um the you know whole communism thing you know mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and mm-hmm. it's very interesting and I I didn't realize that the the 1992 1993 one was yeah. around the time of uh don't ask don't don't tell they kind of bring uh, that into yeah I was like yeah. oh interesting that's true that's I like true. that I I didn't even think about that it's mm. it's a show that's making me wear my thinking cap, and I mm. quite like the way it fits. So <laughs> I'm excited to wear it. So take off that fedora and put on the <laughs> thinking cap. Yeah, it's a great great little show. Um, yeah. I did watch the new uh, Argento movie, Dark Glasses. Yeah, what'd you think of that? And it was kind of right down the middle. Okay, doesn't really look like an Argento movie or really feel like one, but it's actually yeah. like there's like the characters aren't terrible it kind of mm, sort mm. of has a flow it's yeah not bad. it's just kind of just mid 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 middle of the road it's yeah. fine is that all the stuff wow. all the stuff lately there's it's, it's such a big I month there's so, so much right? did, did yeah. you finish midnight club yet 
I'm, I'm, I'm like three episodes no, in. No, I like not. it. I like it. I am still only like four in because okay. I'm savoring it. I'm savoring the moment. I loved that little story where Heather got to be like the devil and that was like so delightful. Wasn't that fun? So fun. <laughs> that was great. I, I think that's probably my favorite of the st- stories too. Although I did find the one about uh, the kid on the street at night and it's just like a bunch of like jump scares i thought that was kind of kind of yeah is that the one that they keep talking about how like they broke some record (laughs) because they were the most jump scares ever i'm like okay (laughs) but it was a joke like it's it was a joke yeah (laughs) trying to be proud of it like yeah it's it's pretty silly but yeah i like that's funny it was was cute this is gonna be a weird episode double will be double episode here i don't know Uh, you came for wax work you gotta talk about everything everything else Although it does fit with waxwork because waxwork is kind of a, a amalgamation of all yes. kinds of monster movies and a stories. smorgasbord of yeah, it is. There's something for everyone. You like vampires? Boy, we got great vampires. You like yes. werewolves? We got werewolves. It'll split you in half, kid. We got stories. <laughs> you, you like, like a little Mar- bit of S and M? Yeah, we like some S and M. We got. We you got want to be whipped like a little filly? <laughs> I was very confused when I first saw that scene. I was like, is this erotic? I don't know. I don't, yeah. What What is erotic? This was, I don't... this was way before Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, it's a trailblazer, <laughs> really. Marquis de Sade getting all whip happy. Mm-hmm. With his like, like bisexual it. male lover just like yeah. the, oh, they're the whole to- time. Totally fucking. He's like, yeah. oh, are you going to whip her again? I like mm-hmm. watching. And I'm like, you like to do a lot more with him. I know mm-hmm. it. I know what you two are doing. Mm-hmm. You dirty fucker. <laughs> I love it. Oh, this movie's such a treat. Um, there's there's I, there's really not much on on um, Wikipedia about it anyway. So what's going on in this movie? Oh well, <laughs> right to the good stuff. That's huh? the production history, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, there, it was okay, made it says, at some point. <laughs> look, it says the script was written by um, Hickox in three days. Who's the writer? Right, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Hickox. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, director and writer um initially there were concerns that it would be too close to the monster squad which came out the year before but uh they went ahead with it anyway um and that's really about the only thing that's written on here <laughs> so there we go it came out you know june 1998 1998 1988 i can't talk today this is, see, this is what <laughs> halloween ends has just destroyed my brain <laughs> well jamie lee curtis also thought that halloween h2o came out like 10 years ago right yeah so, 2012 yeah. so yeah mm, what are you gonna do you caught it for, for from her. See, evil's contagious. Yeah. It's a contagion. It's uh, the movie was right. It was on something. I guess so. I guess so. This movie made not much. I don't know if it had a limited release or what, but only eight hundred eight thousand dollars against a three point five million dollar budget. Um, yeah, uh, it probably six... did because didn't they go out of business like the next year? Yeah, Vesteron, I believe. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. True. True. Um, but then it has a sequel a couple years later. It was directed to DVD there, yeah. which, uh, yeah. Uh, but this movie has a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not bad for the movies oh. that we typically cover. It only has 10 reviews, but still something. You know? <laughs> it's like high high art for us. I know. Yeah. I know. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, that's enough. What's going on? <laughs> well, it opens with a rainstorm. There is just pouring down. That was so realistic. Is this in surround sound? This IMAX? What's happening? Wow. Dolby? <laughs> it was a dark and stormy, stormy night. night. You're all invited. Thank you coming. Thank you for attending our radio play. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so there's this uh, fancy little house, which I think is the same house from Witchboard. Doesn't it look like the exact same? It does. Uh, it does look just like this random little house that they, they rented out and they could maybe yeah. they couldn't get something a little more grand but it was maybe it's, it's there it's it's there and uh yeah so it, it's it's raining and there's this this masked sneaky person who's uh killing this guy by sticking his head in the f- in the fire and then they they b- b- break all these glass displays and take all these collector's items out and you're like what is the that hell supposed is to be his grandpa about? i like never made i believe that so. connection okay there we I go i believe so yes i think i, I mean i I'm guess not so. sure <laughs> i guess so and then it's present day and by present day i mean 1988 mm-hmm. and there's mark loftmore played by zach and... galligan 
who who's looking pretty tasty in this movie. Uh, yeah, lie. I mean, weird yeah, I mean, career um, for him. Yeah. He, you know, he did Gremlins, which was this huge mm-hmm. mega hit, and then like didn't really do much for four years, and then he did this movie, and then he did Gremlins two after this, and it's just weird little career move there. That's a little trifecta though. Yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, and uh, and so he's having breakfast with his mother. And um, but mom, and this I need the caffeine scene. badly. I need the caffeine. I love that line reading. <laughs> when you're a big boy, <laughs> like what? It's such a weird relationship. Um, and so yeah, there's uh, he and his mother have this strange relationship. I guess his father died. Um, and he has a butler too. I can't remember the name of the butler. Um, I don't know. He has multiple servants, and they do his homework for yes. him. And he's this spoiled rich kid. And <laughs> it's true and yeah he starts smoking and he goes off to college where he's late for class and there's this instructor who's like a nazi or something he's yeah, like what's that what's that it's very weird <laughs> parts of this feel like a john hughes movie like there's the scene where they're just mm-hmm. sitting out on the um, football field and like the bleachers yeah yeah just, just talking shoot, shooting the shooting the shit yeah yeah because uh you see mark used to date china i think mm-hmm. or maybe did they date or did he want to date her? I can't remember. I don't know. And she's left him for this like football player dude. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so Mark's kind of mad about that, but they all decide because on the, on the, on the way to school, China and her friend, Sarah, who's like the nice good girl, um, they encounter this strange man on his, on his lawn in some neighborhood that's like, hello, please come to my wax museum tonight and bring all your friends. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, I didn't know this was going to be, I, I didn't know this was a wax museum. That's so weird. It just kind of popped up overnight. Played by Sidney Prescott's acting teacher, Mr. Yes. David Warner here. That is right. And he has taught her and us many things about mm-hmm. being a fighter. Yes, he has. I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter, Sid. I don't believe you. <laughs> But then he does. And uh, yeah, so then they decide to go to this like midnight wax museum opening and they're like the only ones there. And two of the friends, I think uh, Gemma and James are like, you know what, guys, this place is really spooky. We're just going to go. I don't I don't have a good vibe about this. We're just going to peace out. And so they just leave. And we're like, wow, smart characters in a horror movie. That's that's new. Um but they come back, so I guess they're not that smart. <laughs> they're not that smart. Um, they weren't that scared. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so then they they knock on the door and like no one shows up. And then all of a sudden the door opens and it's this this little person who's who who's like, Hello, we were expecting more. And they're like, Well, they left, so it's just us. And he's like, Well, mm-hmm. come in. And so he leads them into like this weird parlor. And then these doors open into the wax museum just by themselves and they walk in and they see all these displays of all these like famous monsters and horror stories. You know, we've got vampires and werewolves and, you know, the Marquis de Sade, Frankenstein, <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> and all these words. I think there's one that's even kind of like sort of little shop of horrors-esque i think that's what they were going yeah for, like and there's some like Seymour. african tribal stuff and mm-hmm. one's like the invisible man it's it's, it's right uh, yeah it's a lot, there's of a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff and it gets really weird because tony who um is played by dana uh, dana ashbrook from twin peaks mm-hmm. he um he's gonna start smoking at one point and he gets his lighter out and the lighter like disappears into the exhibit and he's like where to go and so he decides to cross the red rope into the exhibit and he is transported into the world of the exhibit that he's in and now he's got like this weird wig on and like these weird costumes and he's like what is this like did someone drug me what's going on Mm -hmm. and he's like in the middle of the woods and there's this cabin in the woods he's like well i guess i gotta go to the cabin see what's up (laughs) and he walks in there and there's this really angry scary dude that's like i am going to be turned into a werewolf when the full moon comes out and he's like what what the hell is this? this is so weird and so he leaves to get um to get firewood and comes back in and this guy has transformed into a full werewolf and like attacks him 
and strikes him and and then all of a sudden these like these two guys come come in and they're all like kill the werewolf and then the werewolf like takes one and like splits them in half <laughs> yeah like literally just tears them apart <laughs> just splits them in half like it's a piece the, of it's string not the greatest <laughs> werewolf prosthetics but it works in the goofy good, of this movie yeah it's okay oh absolutely yeah with the with the 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 sort of tone and the vibe it totally mm-hmm. fits in and um and then the other guy man- manages to shoot the we- werewolf, and we're all like, "Okay, great, yay, it's all over." But then, unfortunately, Tony has been infected, and he too turns into a werewolf. And the guy's like, "Oh God, help me!" and shoots him, and Tony's dead, unfortunately. And then we see that now Tony's body is now a part of the exhibit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that's what's going to happen. Okay, I see where this is going now. They're going to get sucked into these exhibits. And here comes Ch- China. China just cannot get enough of this this Dracula exhibit. And she decides to go on in. And she's transported, too, into, into this big gothic castle with this big staircase. And she's in this beautiful, like, sort of, like, cinderella ball gown thing mm-hmm. and all these people are having this d- dinner at this big long table and they're all a little bit too pale for comfort so mm-hmm. it's like uh-oh they might be a little a little bloodsuckery mm-hmm. and she sits down and and like they bring out the food and just like this big bloody piece of meat it's like a blood soup with meat mm-hmm. and shit it's and she's like i don't know what this is <laughs> steak tartare <laughs> Like, oh yes, it's steak like, tartare. Oh, I I I like steak tartare, and so they all just like start to eat it, and they're like shoving it in their mouth. And there's all this blood coming out of it. It's so disgusting. And then Dracula's like, "Oh my darling, uh, he will take you to your room." And he like he this servant take takes her to this long hallway and takes her into this room, and then all of a sudden Dracula's son shows up. And is all like, I shouldn't be here because father wants you all to himself. And then all of a sudden he gets really close and he 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 has these fangs and tries to bite her. And so she runs away and runs like downstairs into this like basement wine vat thing. It's like all white. It almost looks like some sort of lab laboratory. Mm-hmm. And and she hears this 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 guy that that's like darling is that you and she's like who is this and she turn turns on the, the light and there's this dude strapped to a table like shirtless and like half of his leg has been like e- eaten mm-hmm. and he's all like there you are darling it's me charles or something like something that something like that yeah. and and he's like my my darling we're in danger you must unti- untie me and then here comes the son and he's like he like he takes a bite out of charles and then like and then um china like stabs him in the stomach and then takes two two of the knives and like makes this cross and sticks it to his head and then his head explodes mm-hmm. and like splatters her in the wall with all this blood and <laughs> it's just so over the top yeah and then the and, wives uh, come down and they try to do it and she fights all them Dracula's off wives like yeah. shoves them on onto these like bottles of wine that like yeah. go through them and start so you get like her. blood and wine spewing all over the place it's and it's just it's nuts it's, there's a dog at one point in this scene too and i'm like what what is this dog doing here oh that's that? right that's like, right i did see the here? dog i don't i mean just for fun just for fun just i guess funsies <laughs> And then, unfortunately, one of the wives has turned Charles, and so he turns into a va- vampire. So China runs out screaming, mm-hmm. and then tries to leave through the um the sort of dining dining room staircase. And then yeah. Dracula appears and looks at her with his eyes, and she just can't resist. Mm-hmm. She gets a little misty down there, as we all would, mm-hmm. and just has to suc- succumb to his spell. And he bites her on the neck, and now she is a part of the exhibit, too. Creature of the night. Goodness. And so back at the Wax Museum, Mark and Sarah are like, hey, where are you guys? (laughs) And so they just, like, leave. They're like, that was weird. Mark walks Sarah to her apartment or something, right? And they're, like, have, like, a little moment. 
You know, like, is there going to be some sort of spark between them? Yeah, or yeah. And she's like, why do you like, why do you like her? And he's like, I don't know. I don't really even like her. It's just like the thrill of trying to get her. And like, you always want what you can't yeah. have and blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and, and, there. yeah, there was this like lush scoring, like they're going to kiss or something. And she's like, you know, yeah. I, I don't think this is a good idea. And then they don't. And uh... yeah, then he goes home and finds out that the paper that he was su- su- supposed to write has been written by one of his like maids Mm -hmm. and like english is not her first language so it has like all these like grammatical errors and he's like Mm -hmm. what am i gonna do with this and you're like oh first world problems (laughs) yeah and um your friends are missing like come on look alive y'all right and uh and at some point the the jock guy whatever his name is but yeah yeah, he goes to the wax museum because he's looking for china and then I think he gets sucked into the Phantom of the Opera exhibit, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't see much of it, but Mm-mm. it's almost like a cut scene or something. But the strange David Warner proprietor guy just like shoves him in. He's yeah, like, take a yeah. closer look. Yeah. Just like shoves him in. And then we just Jonathan, see him. In, there we go. You know. Jonathan. Okay, Jonathan. Jonathan. Um, and so then I guess Mark and Sarah kind of get like a little more um, nervous about the fact that their f- friends are still missing. So they go to a detective and mm-hmm. um i believe um i'm trying to remember the name uh, inspector roberts i think maybe gadget I and believe. uh inspector gadget yes <laughs> Ma- matthew broderick he's wonderful in this role they 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 go back to the wax museum and uh david warner's all like yeah just look around the museum it's 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 cool and they don't really find anything suspicious really at least not suspicious enough to make a case there's a lot of moving parts of this movie. Yeah. It's like someone will show yeah. up and they don't find anything. So he goes home and then a couple other characters decide they're going to go home, but then they come back, but mm-hmm. then nothing really happens and they come back and it's like a lot of back and forth between here. Yeah. Because then later the detective is like lo- lo- looking at all these pictures of like missing people. And he's like, you know what? A lot of them look like people that have been missing for a while. Like all these wax fa- figures look kind of familiar. So he like sneaks back into the museum and he he finds the display with China and like chips off a piece of her face and we see that underneath it's like this weird corpsey looking like charred body or something. Mm-hmm. And so he like sticks it in like an evidence bag and um and as also, he's, he's note, walking oh yeah the you say display display I right. I grew up with like display for whatever reason so Dis- maybe that's okay. a difference between our dis display 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 i say display okay but i don't know if that's like a a southern versus midwestern thing i don't know like i say say that when when i'm like she was going to display her work Mm. but a display is what like i say when it's uh just yeah i would say a display that's that's funny oh display yeah look at that look there we go there we go learning we are learning we're learning (laughs) the more you know brought to you by waxwork Mm-hmm. and uh so yeah uh the detective uh sees the mummy display and then he he gets like sucked into that display and it's this whole thing where like there's this woman who's like really scared and he's like some sort of i don't know like archaeologist or some, yeah. something yeah indiana and, jones uh did, yeah it kind of uh, has that the vibe mummy kind of brendan fraser kind of character i don't know yeah sorry. yeah and like then they're stuck in a tomb with a mummy and a snake mm-hmm. and that's how he gets stuck in there there's another detective who gets like his neck snapped by like one of the um henchmen at the museum too later on and um but david warner doesn't like that for some reason he's like actually kind of yeah, annoyed he's really mad i don't, I don't really he's know like why. why did you do that why mm-hmm. and then like the <laughs> the henchman guy's like oh no i'm sorry it's really it's a weird moment because we got another kind of legacy set up here where like we have to sacrifice some certain number of people and then that's gonna make mm-hmm. something happen and it's a little the mechanics are iffy but yeah, because he like Mark and Sarah start to explore the attic of his house, and he he finds like this old newspaper talking about his g- grandfather was killed, and the suspect was the same guy that apparently owns this wax museum. And he's like, "That's weird," mm-hmm. and and so they they meet with this guy that was like a friend, 
of Mark's grandfather, Sir Wilfred, which is played by Patrick McNee from the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And and he talks about like how um, he and Mark's grandfather would collect all these sort of trinkets and antiques from like all these evil people that used to live. And then the wax museum guy like stole them all after he killed his grandfather. And then somehow like it's implied that the wax museum owner like sold his soul to the devil and has to bring all these sacrifices in to like feed the evil souls of the wax. It's very strange. It It's, it's, you know, it's not that well <laughs> described, but something about there's like 18 of like the most evil people in the world or something. And yeah. They're, they're there at the museum. And uh, yeah. And if you feed them, enough souls they will come to life or something and that's kind of yeah, like at take the end. over the world yeah it, it'll be like the rapture where they just like they just takes over the world and mm-hmm. it's I, I i guess that's that that was the the, the goal mm-hmm. I, I don't know why but hmm. okay i don't know sure i guess some people just want diff diff different things out of mm-hmm. life different strokes who am, it takes who am i to judge strokes. really you know mm-hmm. Um, and so then Sir Al, uh, Sir Alfred, I don't, what the fuck, Sir Wilfred, <laughs> Wilfred. <laughs> basically tells Mark and Sarah that they should sneak into the museum at night and just light it on fire, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Sarah becomes very transfixed with the display of the Marquis de Sade. Mm-hmm. And she goes into it and is now this like, it's, uh, I don't know, sex slave to the, <laughs> the Marquis de Sade. He's like tie up girls and just like whip them. And she's and like, so whip she's me, just, daddy, and really into is, it. <laughs> she is into an, an, an orgasmic tizzy, one mm-hmm. would say. She's like all sweaty and stuff. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's quite intense. And then Mark is pushed into a kind of a Night of the Living Dead zombie kind of thing. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's like black so and white, like, like yeah. That one. It's a, Everything it's a goes black and white, and and there's like this this weird like z- zombie hand. It's like from like the the a- a- Adams fa- family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm trying to remember what. And at some point, Mark realizes that like he has to not show fear. Like he has to be like, I don't believe in you. And then he'll just like be able to like get through the little weird time space continuum thing and go back into the real world. Yeah, yeah, because these creatures only exist if you believe in them, because that's yes. the, the laws of whatever the waxwork, and uh, they can't hurt you if you don't believe in them. And uh, unfortunately, his friends did not realize that, but he did. Mm, it's it's a damn shame. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and then. Um, so Mark uses that to get out of the zombie display and then goes into the Mar the Mar the, the Marquis de Sade one and he rescues Sarah and the Marquis like, I will find you, boy. This was my favorite of my fillies. I will whip <laughs> her again. And he's like, ah, no, you won't. And so um I'm trying to remember what happens. Then they they kind of jump out of that section and then the the um the wax museum owner is there with like a gun and he's all like y'all aren't going to make it um and and then all of a sudden Jimma and james show back up mm-hmm. like they, they have not been in the movie for like an hour and then they <laughs> just finally decide to show back up at the wax museum mm-hmm. and Jimma goes into the marquis de sade and james goes into the zombie and then all of a sudden their bo- their bodies are now wax figures Mm-hmm. and um and then with with those two the 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 curse is kind of set in in into motion and yeah. all of a sudden like these strobe lights start going and the wax museum owners all like yes my lovelies rise live. it's like 15, 15 minutes of chaos here and uh yeah the other, <laughs> but uh mr wilfred shows up and they're gonna yes. fight the army that's rising and so it's He's literally got, like this, this group of homies chaos. with him too. Yeah, it's like the fucking apocalypse up in here, and uh, uh, people stabbing each other. It's, and his—it's um, kind of his, fun. 
it's 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 interesting and this uh her the vampire girl comes back china china vampire oh yeah and uh seduce mark tries to do Mar- like, seduce mark and uh he has to s- s- stab her it's so sad uh, yeah, he's got to kill yeah. her but uh, the, uh, his butler, I think the butler stabbed her. I think, and she's mm-hmm. like, he's like, uh, don't yeah. worry, Mark. Uh, she was gone anyway because she was a vampire. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, don't worry, sir. It's going well, to be fine. Well, thank you, Mr. Butler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, uh, and then, like, there's a duel with Mark and the Marquis de Sade. But it's like in the um, like in the basement where the like the big wax that is, you know, like mm-hmm. the hot the hot wax, and um, and he ends up uh, being killed by Sarah, who has an axe. She's the one that does the final blow. Mm-hmm. So I guess she wasn't that into the S and M. It's kind of like, <laughs> eh, tried it, not my thing. She's like, um, I can whip myself from now on. Yeah, she's like, tried it once in college, was not my thing. <laughs> that was really. Um, and then, um, and then all of a sudden the wax museum owner comes in and he kind of just talks about his whole plan. Like, you're not going to get out of here and stuff. And then Sir Wilfred shoots him and he falls into the, the, the big boiling vat of wax. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's like a fire that's breaking out in the wax museum. And then all of a sudden um wilfred is like grabbed by a werewolf and just like he like twists his head off of his body (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. so weird um but sarah and mark do escape and they're like oh thank god we made it and they watch the wax museum go up in flames and they're so happy but they don't know they don't know that that little severed hand has made it out of the wax museum and it is hungry for blood and revenge Mm-hmm. And world domination. Mm-hmm. It wants to be the first hand to run for Congress. <laughs> it could win. And that should have been the sequel. It, it probably win. could. Especially like, like I am a hand oh. and <laughs> Florida nominates hand for <laughs> position <laughs> <laughs> for the school board. <laughs> yeah. Matt Gates and versus the hand. Yeah. <laughs> versus the hand. <laughs> From Waxwork. Oh my God. <laughs> They could literally reboot that movie, The Hand, and just yeah. that 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 would be the story. <laughs> the Hand goes to full Florida and just. They'd have like these debates where like the person scary. would just like talk forever, and the Hand would just like sit there like, mm, I don't think so, and just like nod or like shake its shake its fingers. <laughs> I would see I'd that watch movie. It. I'd watch it. I would. But you know, the best part about this movie is that it ends with the song "It's My Party." Yeah, Leslie Gore. Leslie Gore, mm. wonderful lesbian, le- 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 wonderful. Leslie Gore. Mm. And it's, it, I don't know why it ends with that song, but I don't, I don't mind it. I think it's great because <laughs> this movie was a party. I'm glad it's I fun. It's another one you can just put on like popcorn, I think, and uh, mm-hmm. at a party oh, and yeah. it's a, it's, it's a good time. You know, there's uh are there things that makes don't make any sense yes and uh but what are you gonna do that's 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 how it goes i mean for a script that was apparently written in three days it it (laughs) mostly makes sense (laughs) yeah kind of surprisingly so that's pretty good it kind of feels like a longer movie to me than it is but Mm. maybe that's just me the middle section is a little bit trying at times i think whenever they bring in a detective character i'm like uh i'm out because yeah, they're always so this? boring. Yeah. Because they're all like, I'm a hard boiled detective kid. I'm going to find out what happened. And it's like right. 30 minutes in the middle of them, like not making any progress. Like in the, and then... in the stepfather, like that completely yeah. pointless detective. It's like, why is this? It plays no point. Character here. They could mm-hmm. cut him out of the movie and the movie would be even better. I mean, and then he shows like... up and gets killed. It's like, yeah. Come on. Useless. He literally has two words and then is killed. Ugh. Like, well, that, what the hell? I like it when like the lead character kind of has to become the detective themselves because the police are just really incompetent. <laughs> They're like, okay, fine. I'll figure out who's like killing everybody. <laughs> like every girls with ghosts movie, basically. Yes. They're like, you people don't know what you're doing. I'm going to do it. Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm going to, I'm going to research yes. this myself and like keep my trinkets in my bathtub and discover everything that's going on. Well, 
because mm-hmm. it also makes the lead characters more active and yeah. interesting because right. you know they're not just waiting around for the killer to strike again they're like i'm gonna f- figure this out so i don't die too you know right. i like that right unless it's jodie foster unless it is jodie foster uh, unless then... it's the lambs if it's the <laughs> yeah. lambs it's it, it, it it's okay mr lecter it's fine one of the few cops detective that i uh, actually but... support she is also the main character though too so she's detective and protagonist this is true she wears multiple hats schmilter schmilter cunt (laughs) (laughs) i myself could not (laughs) no No. <laughs> did i break no. you i've <laughs> been broken first halloween ends and now this i'm just uh, i'm a shell of a man <laughs> i am a man of constant sorrow waxwork. Well, that's waxwork that's waxwork <laughs> it's a good halloween it's their thing. party and you'll come if you want to and it should well we'll all come we'll all have a good time <laughs> we'll all come we'll yeah. all get whipped <laughs> it'll <Yes>. be great <laughs> We'll come from the whipping. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Come for the waxwork, oh, stay for the whipping. Yeah. Yeah. Why not that tagline, Vestron? Maybe that's mm-hmm. why it didn't make enough money. This would be a good double feature with like House of Wax, you know, whichever mm-hmm. version you want to watch. <laughs> yeah. There are many and they're they all are. quite good. The assorted <laughs> House of, <laughs> House of Wax Eye. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess it's my turn for an overlook gem today. Ooh, what are we overlooking oh, now? I don't know. Let me, let me, uh, sift all my choices together here and put my hand in the box and pull out open up that rolodex okay, can we get a drum roll <laughs> today's overlook gem and you've probably seen this one but it is the killing kind from 1973 oh yes mommy issues galore mm, mommy issues one, the yeah. movie mm-hmm. yes 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 I like we have it. young terry lambert who when he was a little bit younger uh well, the movie opens with a gang rape, which, you know. Yes. Right. Always right a great bat. time. Yeah. yeah right. He tells you something's going on with this movie. And yeah. uh, he's kind of forced for the whole into family. it. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to do it, but he still mm-hmm. ends up being involved. So he gets sent off to prison or juvenile detention, whatever, for a while. And then when he comes back, um, he goes to this boarding house where his overbearing mother is living. And uh, she is quite... The character in this let me oh, tell you yeah. um miss ann southern here mm-hmm. um it's uh and then you get this i don't know psycho kind of setup here where he's just kind of living in the house and uh people come and go and then eventually he starts killing them off because that's what that's what they do i guess in these movies he um, is the killing kind he is the killing kind uh, it's it's kind of a weird tonal movie where like every scene with the mom is like really campy and over the top, and then like the other scenes are like fairly serious. And uh, yeah. it's just one of those movies that like has trouble picking a lane sometimes, but it's interesting and um, it's kind of a psycho prequel of sorts, like I said. And uh, oh, totally, yeah, um, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Plus, he is like very attractive and uh, oh, John Savage, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a cute, like cutie patootie. He's like clothes are off like most of the movie too, so there's that. Yes, and uh, the way God intended. Mm-hmm. And there's this other like repressed librarian or something, if I remember right, and right who actually her story turned into a spinoff with the movie The Attic. Oh, I didn't know that was a yeah. spinoff mm-hmm. of this. Yeah, Interesting. with her with with her her uh, her father in the wheelchair. They're all fascinating. Connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because hmm. this one, you know, was our uh, dear homosexual curtis harrington who indeed yes like whoever slew auntie rue and uh mm-hmm. what's the matter with helen and oh there's so much fun... the matter with helen oh yeah ruby that's a good one ruby that's a fun ruby. one with piper laurie yeah, yeah he, uh, he really he made some he made some goodies very goodies. character driven kind of grand dom guignol style mm-hmm. stuff that's our episode, folks. Our uh, weird, is. disheveled episode. We talked about the movie a little bit. <laughs> we talked about uh, Halloween Kills. Uh, as always, you can follow us this Halloween season on Facebook and Twitter. H-O-H-H podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram. Homos on Haunted Hill. That is all one word. We are on Letterboxd. 
we are probably other places, but those are the only places I can tell you right now. Yeah. Um, you can find us at your local waxwork. I mean, come on, stop oh, on we're by. We're always there stop all by. the time. Mm-hmm. The exhibits are fantastic. They will change your life. Right. We never Step sleep. We ne- We really don't. <laughs> that movie's about ready to turn 20 years old in a couple days. So happy. Do not remind me. 20. I Is know. it really? It's crazy. It's crazy. Did that come around? That came out around this time of year, huh? It did. It wow. did. Oh, um, man. Nutty, nutty, nutty. And they just came That's out with a, a new Blu-ray, which I'm not going to buy because it doesn't have a 4K in it. I'm like, you missed opportunity there, folks. It's just oh. like a steel book and it's it looks kind of nice. But I'm like, if you had the 4K in it, maybe I'd buy it. But I don't nutty. like steel books. I think I they're either. bulky and then they bend and you're like, oh, now now it just looks ugly. I'm like, it's just... I know. It's unsightly. All right. Well, you know, keep enjoying the Halloween season, folks. Yeah. Um, your Halloween, your Halloween kills, your Halloween ends, your Halloween forever. <sighs> Halloween begins again. Begins again. That, that will probably be the next one. And... That will be the next one. Halloween, a new beginning. That will be the, ne- the new the new one. Uh, but anyway, folks, uh, we will be back next week for our final halloween episode and it is a good yes. time as well it's another party movie we're gonna have a oh have a blast i'm so excited i haven't watched this one in a while but yeah. i remember it being a delightful time it's a hoot and the soundtrack wonderful great time oh, not to spoil probably it the reason you, why it hasn't gotten released on blu-ray yet probably yep, probably the rights and everything yeah yeah stupid rights i know i know let Who the needs songs them? be heard i know Remember like back in the day when there would be movies where the theatrical cut would have one soundtrack and the TV version would have like maybe the same one, but the home video one would have a different one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dream Warriors had one song in the theatrical version, but in the video one, it's a different song. I'm like, what? So I think 16 Candles did that, too. It's like so you Mm -hmm. couldn't get the rights for theatrical and TV and home video so they'd all Mm -hmm. have like a different soundtrack it was very odd a lot of tv shows i mean run into Mm -hmm. issues like that too i mean dawson's creek like they had to completely uh, they they kept a lot of like the really important ones but then everything else was just like decimated and they had to put like stuff that kind of sounded like it in it and i don't think they're going to fix that either in this new release which sucks but um, they did fix oh, the opening man. theme because for a while they couldn't even get the rights to that and they had That's to use some right. like knockoff song and it's like well, they, uh. <laughs> I can probably wait <laughs> for yeah. my life to be over <laughs> uh, okay well that's all folks and, yeah uh, thank you for listening everybody to our yeah. deranged ramblings once again as always as always yes uh, happy Halloween Yes. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.